Hey friends, welcome back. Today is all about menu planning and what is for dinner tonight. In season four, we're really going to dive into all of the systems that we can have in place to help mom life to just run a little bit more smoothly. And so today with menu planning, I want to just kind of go over the systems that work for our family and just give you some tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. And after having, you know, five kids, we've got a big family and <laughs> we've had to learn um, from a lot of different bumps in the road on different things on menu planning. And we definitely don't have it perfect. And there's always things that we can work on and do better. But here's a few tips that I can share with you today. Okay, so I want you to envision your ideal meals for the week. You know, what what would really make you happy, like make you feel like, you know, you're eating like a, uh, a, a prince or princess, right? Someone, you know, a queen at a palace. What would really make you just like have your mouth water and you're just like so excited to eat it that night? Whether you love to cook or not, what's your ideal meals for the week? What would that be? And then I want you to kind of do backtracking and I want you to think okay what is a week of real life meals for my family like what does it really look like because <laughs> we all envision this you know ideal meal planning and, and it's going to go so great and we're going to have the perfect menu plan and then we're going to perfectly shop and we're going to come home and make all these you know perfect meals and our family's going to love it and say mom it's amazing and they're going to eat every ounce of it and they're going to want to eat it and they're going to love it and they're going to say thank you so much and then <laughs> We realize that real life is just not that way. There are moments when we have ideal, you know, meals or a, an ideal menu for the week, but it's just not reality on a daily basis or a weekly basis, right? So I kind of want to talk about our real life menu planning and just kind of what works for our family, um, what has been working, maybe what hasn't been working and kind of things that... Um, We've just learned over time, just tips and tricks, and hopefully that'll help you with your meal planning. And if you have just different tips and tricks that have worked great for your family, please share. And um, don't be afraid to, you know, post it in the comments on our Facebook group. And if you are not a part of that already, it is the High Five Motherhood Facebook group um, where you can go. And it's just like a great community where moms and I mean, even like husbands, you know, just parents in general kind of get together and um, really focus on cultivating a really happy family life, just creating more joy and happiness um, and kind of letting go of the overwhelm and the stress and and just finding more peace. Um, there's so many amazing, you know, things that people have talked about in there. And it's just been a really good community where we just kind of feel support and love um, in our season that we're in with, you know, our young kiddos and, and it's, it's a rough time. So Sometimes it's nice to have that support system and to feel like you have someone that you know has got your back and um, can help you bounce ideas off of each other and, and realize that, you know, everybody has talents and strengths that they can share and, and that we can learn and grow from each other. So it's a great group. So go ahead and check it out, High Five Motherhood on Facebook, and we're also on Instagram. So go ahead and follow us there if you haven't already. All right, back into today's episode. So for our week of real life meals, with air quotes, of course, <laughs> real life, right? Real life meals. Our go-tos um, are pretty basic for us, but I love cooking. So this may be not, you know, real life meals for you. Maybe this is something that you're just not feeling and, and you do more box dinners or freezer dinners or whatever, you know, so whatever your real life meals are, focus on those and don't focus on the meals that I'm saying, and don't feel like you have to make them that way or anything like that. Just 
just know that these are some ideal, like this is just to give you an example of the difference between my go-to meals, like my real life meals versus my ideal week. So starting off, um, I'm actually going to start off with our ideal week so we can kind of bring it down to real life after. (laughs) So ideally, um, I think it would be great if we could do something like grilled chicken and mashed potatoes with roasted veggies and fresh fruit on the side or a chow mein stir fry with um, you know, delicious noodles and maybe, maybe like a side of sesame chicken or something like that, or maybe teriyaki chicken on the grill with grilled potatoes and zucchini and a honey lime fruit salad, and maybe a beautiful dessert, um, maybe even like a Dutch oven, you know, cobbler or something. It'd be kind of fun. Um, turkey wrapped in bacon is one of my favorite Brazilian dishes with rice and black beans. And, um, you can throw on there some, maybe some vegetable kebabs or, you know, roasted veggies or something. And, um, maybe some freshly cut up watermelon, um, maybe pumpkin chicken popovers. I had these once at a baby shower and they were just divine. <laughs> like they're not simple and they do take quite some time to make, but, um, the, the popover is think of it. Like if you haven't heard of them, um, think of it like a, a very eggy airy type muffin. Um, it's the shape kind of an, of a muffin, but it's, um, a texture of, I don't even know. It's almost a texture of like, if you've ever had an Ebelskiver or like a German pancake, but just more fluffy. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like a cream puff type idea. Um, Cream puff and kind of a bread roll or something kind of mixed together. Anyways, they're amazing. And, and then you kind of hollow out the the top of it and you put in this pumpkin chicken um, thing, which is similar to maybe like a, um, Oh, what would you call it? Like a chicken salad sandwich, you know, that, that chicken salad filling similar to that, but it's got pumpkin in it and some super yummy fall seasonings. And then you just kind of put it in there and it's warm when you put it in and you eat that together. And it's just delicious with maybe like a fun, you know, broccoli salad on the side or something. Um, maybe homemade soup and homemade croissant rolls and the croissant rolls that we make in our family take four hours. Most of that is rising time, but it is a long time. And so I definitely have to think ahead of time. And so it's not something that happens all the time. It's definitely an ideal meal, (laughs) but luckily baking time is only like 13 to 15 minutes. So they're not terrible, but it does just take a lot of time. Um, and maybe apple pancakes for breakfast where you slice up fresh apples and put them in this yummy pancake mixture and bake it in the oven. And then it rises and it's delicious and ooey gooey. And Oh, it's so good. They're just delicious. Um, maybe breakfast crepes with some fresh berries and cool whip or whipped cream, whatever it is you fancy. But so those, those are just some basic ideas of my ideal week. Okay. Now, It's not that we can never, ever have those ideal meals, but it may not happen that we do a a fancy meal every single night of the week, right? So don't think that you can't ever get to your ideal week because you can. It may just be a meal at a time, you know? Um, And maybe one week you do, you have a lot of energy and you're just doing a beautiful fancy meal every single night, but the next week you're kind of hitting burnout and you go to those go-to real life meals. So (laughs) it's okay. And you have to understand that, family life is just unexpected all the time. You never know how your kids are going to come home from school, what the dynamic is going to be in the afternoon, whether they're super energetic or really low on energy or super moody or whatever. And so you just do the best you can, create your ideal week the best you can, and then know that you've got those go-tos if you cannot make the meals that you would like to make. Um, Or just plan on them, right? You don't have to plan on an ideal meal every night. So just keep that in the back of mind, in the back of your mind. Um, 
so some of our go-tos that we found are really quick um, meals that we can have like on school nights um, that don't require a lot of energy or time. Um, and I generally have these kinds of ingredients on hand, so I'm really not having to, um, you know, freak out and have to go to the store last minute because I don't have this, that, and the other. Um, these are just kind of things that we just do, you know, our go-to meals, very simple, don't take a lot of time, and they're delicious. My family loves them. Um, so one of the things we love is we love fish in our family. So salmon and tilapia are kind of our staples for fish. Um, every once in a while, we'll do like a breaded fish like cod or something, but it's just not my favorite. I really like to stay away from the freezer meals or boxed meals the best that I can, just because they have a lot more preservatives, a lot more, um, you know, sodium in them uh, tend to be a lot more fatty and they just are not as nutrient dense as I would like. Um, so I try to use, you know, fish that has not been seasoned or anything. And then I do my own thing to it, whether I bread it with panko breaded breadcrumbs or, um, fresh garden herbs, or just some seasoned blend that I've got in the cabinet, whatever. I just kind of do my own thing that way. I know how much salt or, um, fat or whatever is going into the things that I'm cooking. So fish is kind of our go-to, which is really nice because I like to get frozen fish. And when I get frozen fish, I can have it stay there for as long as I need to in the freezer. It lasts a lot longer. I take it out and they're in individual little like, um, uh, what would you call them? Like sections or whatever. And so I can do, or fillets, whatever you want to call them. And I can just put them since they're individually wrapped, I can put them in a bowl of water and while I'm prepping the vegetables or the rice and beans or whatever it is I'm doing with it. Um, they're thawing and then I put them in, um, the oven and I bake it at like 425 and it literally takes me like 14 minutes to make fish. So it's a pretty quick, um, and easy meal that's get, that can seem gourmet and nice, but it's, um, very quick and easy and healthy. So, um, we like fish at our house. <laughs> um, and then we just do a basic, um, lemon pepper rice, um, and black beans with some sauteed veggies and fresh fruit. And, it sounds a lot fancier than it is. It's really not super fancy. I literally just have um, different veggies that maybe I had cut up for my meal prep. So say I have like some zucchini and some squash and maybe like broccoli, for example. And I just throw it in a pan with some olive oil, saute it, maybe add some garlic, salt and pepper. And if you want to add more seasonings than that, you know, different herbs or whatever you can. And then it's just kind of done once it turns vibrant in color. It's not super soft. It's kind of got a little crunch to it and then it's good to go. And fresh fruit, say we cut up a cantaloupe and place it on the table, like done, you know, nice and simple. So, um, black beans, I generally just open up a can of black beans and then I kind of doctor it up with some yummy seasonings like cilantro and lime juice and garlic, um, cumin, salt and pepper. Sometimes we add some bacon to it, um, or onion or whatever. So, and then just kind of make it taste better, but you can honestly just throw a can of beans there. If, if your family doesn't really care for a lot of flavor, um, rice, I like to make the Brazilian rice. Um, it's, they take, you know, oil, place it in the bottom of a pan and they add their seasonings to the oil. So we like to do lemon pepper, seasoned salt, and a little bit of garlic and um, then we saute the rice in it. And then when we're done sauteing the rice, we'll quickly add the water to it, let it boil. And then we bring the boil, you know, or we bring the temperature down from high down to low and we let it boil for 20 minutes. And then as you know, the rice is cooking for a few minutes, then we're prepping the fish. And then right after we're done with that, we get it right in the oven so that the fish and rice are cooking at the same time as the beans, as well as the sauteed veggies and fruit. So we can get that whole meal done 
in around half an hour with meal prep to it getting to the table. It's about half an hour. Um, so that's a really fun go-to meal that is delicious, but also not super time consuming. Um, another one is we love our creamy pastas. So um, we have just taken regular pasta noodles and we'll doctor it up with maybe some cream and chicken soup and a little bit of chicken broth to kind of thin it out a little bit. Add some Italian seasonings, a little garlic, salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of lemon juice. Um, and then we will do like maybe rotisserie chicken that we'll kind of like throw in there or maybe some bacon, like bacon pieces, real bacon pieces or something like that. And then just some cut up veggies and call it good. You know, it's just a really quick thing. Pasta is really fast. Um, but I like to add veggies and protein. So it's not just pasta that we're eating. Um, we also do like um, spaghetti um, and meatballs. It's a really quick meal where you can just cook the spaghetti while you're, I, you know, I just throw in a bottle of sauce in the other pan to warm it up and maybe add some seasonings to it. And my secret ingredient is adding a little bit of brown sugar to it. Um, it just sweetens the sauce a little bit. And still keeps it savory enough, but just adds, I don't know, there's just something to it when you just add like a little, you know, I don't know, a teaspoon to a tablespoon, whatever's your fancy when it comes to how much sugar you want to put in there. Um, and then just some Italian seasonings, garlic, salt, pepper, you know, a little bit of lime, lemon juice, lime juice, whatever. Um, th those are kind of our go-to um, ingredients or whatever. And then we just cook some Costco meatballs for 20 minutes in the oven um, put it all together and then we can even make like a little bit of garlic bread with whether it's non bread or um, ciabatta bread, actual French bread, whatever we have on hand and we just make it work. Um, TBA paninis are a great go-to for us. So we love to take um, ciabatta bread and we will put on there some mayonnaise and um, like a honey Dijon mustard, um, a little bit of some fun Italian seasoning, oregano is a great one to add to it. A little bit of garlic, salt and pepper, um, just right there on all of the sauce or whatever. And then we put on um, like tomatoes and avocado and a little bit of real bacon pieces and turkey, like turkey deli meat. Um, it, press it on the George Foreman grill. And then when we take it out and then we add like our fresh greens, like spinach or kale or, or fresh basil from the garden, whatever it is we want. And for us, that's a really simple meal that I can just throw it together because it's just like making sandwiches, but you just throw it in the George Foreman um, after you make it. And so it just kind of makes it nice and warm and toasty and makes it feel like it's a little bit more luxurious, you know, and then you can add like a broccoli salad or a, a sweet kale salad or something on the side from like, you know, Costco or something. So you don't even have to make the salad. You just kind of throw it on the table. Um, and again, maybe some fresh fruit or you could even do like a sugar snap peas on the side or something where you don't even necessarily have to throw a salad together. Um, another thing we love is rotisserie chicken tacos. You can literally just take rotisserie chicken, peel some pieces off, put it in a pan and add a little bit of taco seasoning and then throw it into some tacos with, you know, rice or beans or cabbage, um, guacamole, salsa, whatever it is that you do for your tacos. Um, and it's a really quick meal, but it's actually super delicious rotisserie chicken, especially like from Costco or, um, you know, like fries or whatever, wherever you get your rotisserie chicken, or you can make it yourself, but, um, that's just a quick meal that we can do without having to really take time and effort. Um, but if we're not, if we don't have rotisserie chicken on hand and say I have frozen chicken breasts on hand, then I will make Mexican chicken tacos in the slow cooker, which is totally fine as long as I prepare ahead of time. Um, and I have either um, thawed the meat and then put it in the morning or sometimes 
most of the time, to be honest, <laughs> I just throw in the frozen chicken breasts and I put them in the slow cooker with some taco seasoning and whatever my um, recipe is. I, I don't even remember it off the top of my head, but just put it in there and I slow cook it for, I think like six to eight hours. And then it's super tender. I pull it apart. Um, so it's just kind of shredded. And then we add that to our tacos and um, it works really great. And you can do just like a, like a corn tortilla that you either fry up in oil, or if you're not really, if you're not really an oil fan or whatever, then you could um, totally do just like um, putting it on the grill and just warming it up. Um, so that's a really great, pretty basic um, thing that you can do in the slow cooker. Um, sometimes I honestly just do a mom's night off and we eat out. <laughs> it's not every single day, but I would say sometimes once a week, sometimes every few weeks, it just depends on, you know, what my energy level is, what my stress level is, what we've got going on in our family. For the most part, I try to cook meals from home, but every once in a while we try to eat out. And so, um, and we try to pick healthier options. So like sandwich, soup, salad type places, or um, like a healthier pizza option if we were going to get pizza or something. So I don't, if we go eat out, we're not eating out at McDonald's or somewhere that is literally just cheap cancer going in your body is what I thought. I, I call them heart attack in a sack places because I just can't do it. <laughs> but to each his own. So if you do that, don't get offended. But I just, that's just not my cup of tea. So um, another one is we love tomatoes, various linguine. Um, I found this back when I was um, going to school and it just was a great recipe. And I don't even love tomatoes, but it just really is great. So um, it's literally just like linguine noodles and like this creamy pasta sauce that they, that you add tomatoes to. So it's almost, it's like a creamy tomato sauce and then, um, with like fresh tomatoes in it and then little pieces of asparagus throughout and a little bit of bacon and voila, like it's super great. And you can add a salad to the side if you want. Um, non-bread pizzas are a super easy and fun go-to. Everyone can have their own little like personal sized pan pizzas with these non-bread, um, they're just they're like a, about the size of a piece of toast. Um, and you can just throw on your sauce. Um, we like to add olive oil first and some garden herbs and then toast those first. They kind of get a little bit crispy with some flavor and a little bit of garlic or whatever. And then we add our sauce and our toppings to it. But if you want to go real quick, you literally can just throw sauce on it, you know, your meat and cheese and call it good, whatever it is that you do on your pizzas. We love to add a little more vegetables. And so or fresh ingredients. So we do like fresh basil or oregano from the garden. We like to add some avocado as weird as that may seem. It's actually pretty good on a pizza. <laughs> and um, spinach is great. Um, olives, like Canadian bacon. Um, I don't know, just everyone has their own thing. My husband loves Canadian bacon and pineapple. I think pineapple should never belong on a pizza. <laughs> so we have different pizzas that we make. So everybody kind of has their thing and they decide how they're going to make their pizzas and it works. And um, so it's kind of a fun way to get the whole family involved and make a really quick meal. I mean, that can easily be done in about 20 minutes or less. So it's, it's a pretty fun, quick and easy meal that fills their tummies and is fairly healthy. So, um, those are some fun, just go-tos that we just love for our family. So I would love to hear what your go-tos are. You know, what are some meals that you just are quick and easy with? And, you know, maybe even they're, they've got, you know, a healthiness to them, right? Later, if that's a word. <laughs> Um, just something that, you know, tastes great and it, and it works and the whole family loves it, but it's good. It's healthy. You know, it's, it's sustainable. It's giving them good, I don't know, nutritional value. You know, it's like, it's, it's a good meal. 
Um, I would love to hear uh, more ideas. So we can totally post about this in the group and we can get some more ideas on some fun real life meals. Like let's be real about this, right? We can't always have those ideal weeks. So there's some great ideas right there. Okay. Now along with our real and ideal meals, um, I kind of want to go into a little bit of menu planning. So another um, like part of this whole you know, meal planning system is I start by checking my inventory and I see, you know, what do I have in my pantry? What do I have in my cupboards? What do I have in my fridge or my freezer or my, you know, extra freezer or whatever it is, you know, however you store your food. Um, what do you have to work with? Maybe if you have a garden, what do you have in the garden that's growing that's ready to use, you know, and, and just kind of look at your inventory and that's where you first start, you know, what do I have to work with? And then meal plan with what you've got to work with and then whatever you need extra for those meals, that's what you grocery shop on. So that's a good way to save money. Um, so when you, you grocery shop, I like to, I like to buy the ingredients that I need for my meals, but I also like to get a few things just kind of to have on hand for, um, something I think we might be running out soon on or, emergency preparedness, just some things that are on sale and you can just get a couple for later. Um, so that if you're not able to, you know, go to the store and you need something like right then for a meal, you've already got it. It's shelf stable. Um, it was on sale. So you got a better deal and save some money. And, um, it's something that's kind of for your family. I really think it's important to kind of have your own in-home store. Um, nothing extravagant or crazy, but just a few extras of the, the items that you use all the time. So you always have a few go-to's um, in case you're not able to make it to the store for whatever reason. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be for emergencies. It could just be that maybe someone is sick and you're just not really, maybe you're sick, you know, and you're not feeling like going to the store, but you still have to cook dinner for the family or whatever. Um, and so you have some items in your pantry you're able to use. So that's just a quick tip um, where you can kind of prepare for later, but also for now. Um, so after I come home from grocery shopping, I've gotten, I have, I have the, the items that I've, planned for meal wise that I tried to get. Um, and then I got the extras or whatever. Then I come home and I sometimes have to adjust my plan. Um, if needed, you may have to adjust your plan kind of like meal planning twice sometimes because say something was out of stock or you forgot an item or they don't carry it anymore, or maybe it wasn't on sale and you didn't really want to pay the price because it was super expensive this time, you know, whatever it is, or they're out of the brand that you like, whatever. Sometimes we kind of have to adjust our meal plan and say, okay, they didn't have certain things that I needed for this meal. So now I got to kind of re-go back to the game board and figure out, okay, what meal am I going to make instead? Um, or how am I going to switch this up to make it work with what I have? Um, and then after you do that, um, meal prep. So I go grocery shopping. I put all my groceries away. I kind of get an idea of what I have to work with and, and have my meal plan or whatever. But I generally don't do my meal prep until the next day. It's just a lot because I generally clean out my fridge and um, kind of get everything organized as I'm putting in the groceries. And that takes a lot of time. And so I'm not usually able to do the meal prep the same day. So usually the next day I try to wash the vegetables and the fruit and I try to cut them up and then place them in meal prep containers, um, which Oh my goodness, I can't remember what the um what the brand is that I use. It's good food, I think. I can't remember. Anyways, there's these meal prep containers. I've I've posted about them several times because I love them. I, and I'm not even advertising for them. I just love these meal prep containers. <laughs> um anyways, so these containers, they have little sections like 
one cup or two cups or half a cup or whatever. Um, and so you can kind of gauge how much you should be putting in each of these sections for different meals. And so when you need to go make your meal, you literally just grab the container that has the vegetables cut up or the fruits cut up that you need for, you know, your fruit salad or whatever or you're trying to make. It's already cut up. It's already washed and ready to go. And it cuts down a ton on the meal um, time that you're prepping for each individual meal throughout the week. So that's a really, really great time saver. If you're able to do it and make the time for it, it really does make a difference in your meal prep, um, menu planning, all of that. So um, let's see. I like to also write down the menu plan after I've done all of my my menu plan, like in my planner, I like to write it down for the whole family to see. So whether that's on a sticky note on your fridge, on an actual menu planner, like a chalkboard, dry erase board, or whatever, you know, your family calendar, um, somewhere in your command center on your wall or whatever, um, you know, you get it. You just, there, there needs to be some sort of, um, kind of awareness. Your family knows what's coming up, which day. So not only are they looking forward to it, but also kind of helps it keep it in the back of your mind that, oh, this meal is coming up. I need to make sure that I have the meat thought or I have this ready to go, or I'm going to start this at this time or whatever. It kind of gives you more of an idea of what meals you had planned. And it just gives you a little more oomph to actually do it because your family looks forward to it at that point, right? Um, okay. So Another thing that I have found, I just started trying this out and I feel like it's actually quite helpful, but I started typing my um, meal plans into my digital calendar that I have on my phone, like in an app. And you can put on there little reminders of <laughs> things that you can do as if you're scheduling, you know, a dinner appointment for, you know, a client or something. Say, say that you're working, you know, you, you schedule your dinner appointment. Well, the same thing kind of goes with your family. Family dinners are really, really important. That's the gathering time for your family when you're able to get together and really spend time um, having good conversation and getting to know each other and creating good family communication and relationships. Um, it's a great bonding time. I absolutely love dinner time. And so it it needs to be a priority um, in my family. I feel like it's a priority. And so um, I feel like it's, a, it's an appointment that I want to put in my calendar. And so if I write down each day at dinner time what is for dinner in my calendar as the appointment. So instead of saying, you know, dinner time at 5 p.m., I'll say tomato asparagus linguine at 5 p.m. And then I'll try to write in little reminders that, you know, say at, um, say it was a slow cooker meal and say I needed to thaw the meat the night before. So at, you know, maybe 11 o'clock or I don't know what time you go to bed, 10 o'clock or whatever the night before, I'm going to put the meat in the fridge for it to thaw overnight. And then maybe around noon the next day, I would put um, a note in my phone, a reminder to remind me to put the ingredients in the in the crock pot or the slow cooker so that I'm able to have it ready. And then maybe say at like 4 p.m. I need to start my meal prep to kind of finish up, you know, um, whether I'm cooking, um, I don't know, rice or beans or tortillas or something to go along with my tacos or whatever, um, you know, and I and I would put it in then. So it just kind of gives you little reminders of what the meal is planned for the day and what you need to do for, for blah, what do you need to do to prep for it? Why is that so hard to say? Um, and at what time? And so it just makes life a little bit easier because it kind of does the thinking for you. You're not having to be like, Oh, what am I having today? What, what are we making for dinner? What's going on? It kind of totally eliminates that whole what's for dinner fiasco. You already know what's happening. 
you know, when you need to get stuff done. And it's also important to focus on what you're having on the calendar for that day. So make sure that when you're doing your meal prep or your, I'm sorry, your meal planning, that you know that if today's going to be an extremely busy day and you're just like taxi mom and you're taking everybody to their sports and dance and whatever, whatever's going on, you know, it's super, super busy day. You're not going to be doing a luxury meal where you're going to be spending two or three hours making this ideal meal, right? You're going to be doing a quick meal or a slow cooker meal, or maybe you eat out, whatever it is, you know that for that day, it needs to be a quick and easy meal. Maybe for another day when say it's a laundry day and you're just at home doing laundry all day, kind of doing some housework and, um, you know, you're just taking the kids for a walk, going to play at the park. It's a very just kind of easy, chill, leisure type day. Then maybe you do a more of a luxury meal and you spend an hour and a half, uh, you know, cooking your meal or whatever it is you want to do. So it just kind of gives you, um, it helps you to gauge what it is you're cooking because you realize how much time you have to actually work with when you're looking at your schedule. So definitely check, um, that's, that's a big tip I can say is to check your schedule as you are prepping for your meals, um, planning your meals for the week. So in this planner that, um, that I've created with, um, some people in my, um, high five motherhood business, um, it's, it's been really cool that I took this design and I, I decided that I wanted to put on the right column the meal. So breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, you know, and, and write those out. But then on the left side, I wanted to have a weekly planner just with quick jotted down notes of what we were doing each day of the week. So I knew if it was going to be a slow cooker meal, a quick meal, a luxury meal, a eat out, you know, mom's night off, whatever it was, um, maybe dad cooks that night, you know, and, um, and it just kind of helped me to gauge cause I had them side by side and, and it's just, it's so, so good. It's so helpful for many. And last but not least, um, after meal cleanup, when you've got your leftovers and, you know, no one, we didn't eat all of the food. There's just some leftover, but it's not a ton, but it's enough to where you don't really want to throw it away. When you're cleaning up after that meal, place your leftovers in a meal prep container or I mean, if, even if you just put it in a, in a plastic Ziploc baggie or in a Tupperware container, whatever it is that you have on hand, I just love meal prep containers because they just are amazing. I love them. Um, so that's why I say that. But if you do that and if you put them in your containers, then you literally have lunch or dinner ready to go for the next day. Voila. Like you've got another meal down and you didn't even have to really plan for it. It's already there. It's already done. Use it, you know, use it for lunch. So you can just quickly throw it in the microwave and heat it up for lunch. And you're able to eat a good, healthy, delicious meal that you cooked the night before, but you didn't have to make it lunchtime. And you can share it with you and your toddlers or whatever, or maybe, you know, have it the next night, but also have something quick and easy with it. Um, I know mac and cheese is a big go-to, so I'm just going to go there, even though I don't really go to mac and cheese very often. It's not my favorite go-to meal for my kids because it's not super healthy. But if you don't have a ton of leftovers, you can have the the good leftovers, you know, for you and your spouse, and then your kids can do mac and cheese or something. And you've got meal a meal totally done for the next day if you needed a quick, you know, ready-to-go type meal. So definitely take care of those leftovers and turn it into a meal for the next day because then you don't have to menu plan for the next day. Leftovers are part of your menu plan. So you're welcome. <laughs> That's a good tip. That's one that I learned because I was never really a leftovers type person. Um, I didn't really enjoy them. But if you make a really nice meal and you make it look really nice and you put it in a meal prep container, 
It preserves it a lot better than a regular Tupperware container. It doesn't have as much air that is in there. Um, not as oxygen escapes into it, not as much oxygen es escapes into the meal prep containers. They're a lot thinner. And so the lid is closer to the food and it keeps it fresher longer. And it also is microwavable. So you can put it in there, microwave it, and then take it out and eat it. And it's honestly, I feel like it makes a big difference in the flavor even of the food. When I put it in Tupperware, it's like in a big container and you have to dish up and dirty another dish to try to heat it up. And I just feel like it, um, even just like uh, serving size wise, sometimes I serve myself too much or not enough. And it's hard to kind of gauge, you know, how many people are going to be able to eat it because it just depends on how much people dish up. But when you have it in meal prep containers, you know that you're only giving, you know, one cup or half a cup um, of protein and you're doing two cups of vegetables or you're, you know, whatever it is, because it's all, it's already put in containers and measured out, you know, it's already done. So the work is kind of cut out for you. It's a great, great thing. So if you have the opportunity to get meal prep containers, look into them, find the ones that you love and use them because they're amazing. And the ones that I, that I use and love are the good cook. Good cook is the brand. I'll have to show, um, put a link in the show notes. Um, but it definitely has made a world of difference in my menu planning and meal prep. So I hope that that tip really helps because it's definitely helped our family just to make things a lot easier. Not to mention it's a great quick go-to meal when you just grab and go. If your husband is off to work, he can grab it and take it with him to work and microwave it at work, but he's not eating, you know, a boxed meal. This is a fresh home cooked meal that he's taking with him. It's got a lot more nutrient value and it tastes better <laughs> than boxed meals. So if you're able to and you enjoy cooking, definitely look into meal prep containers. They're awesome. And Good Cook, the, the brand Good Cook um, meal prep containers that I love, they all stack super, super thin together and really nice and neat. And so they don't take up a ton of space. So I love using them. Anyways, those are some tips that I have for you from our family, just some things that have worked for us and helped us out. And I'm sure there's more tips that I can learn from you as we go along the way, as I learn more and um, and we will just get better and better as we share and um, make sure that we kind of let each other know about these different ideas and things that we have that work for us so that we can just grow and learn and get better with this mothering and homemaking parenting whole thing that we're doing, right? It takes a village to raise a child. And um, I just think it's great that we've been able to build this community of of moms and parents in general that we're able to just kind of come together and help each other grow and learn. So. Thank you so much for listening. It's been wonderful to chat with you. I absolutely love our conversations and I'm so grateful that you are listening to this podcast. Please share it and um, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at High Five Motherhood. Um, and again, go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast so that you do not miss an episode. As soon as it comes out, it will notify you and you will be ready to listen to it. Um, and go ahead and rate and, um, you know, comment on the episodes that you listen to, what you love, what, you know, you'd like to hear more of. And we are just so grateful that you are a part of this community. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed the show. We will see you next week. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. <laughs> As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.